and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we have too much wine, but it doesn't affect our performance of our discussion of our favorite TV show, <laughs> The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I really, that's a good reference. Um, <laughs> and today we're on the 32nd episode in the series, Family Affair. Oh, it's a family affair. <laughs> oh, every time this one comes on, I, I get very giddy. I really like this episode. I don't even know if it would come to the top of my head of like listing if somebody asked me to list like top 10 or something um but it's just fun it's just i think it's it's also unique in this way where it's like i love when family visits in the show whenever it's got a double dose of family and it's putting them together right that happens a few times but not too often where you have like two different extended pieces of your family and it's their kids and there's sex i mean it's a good <laughs> It's a good combo. It's a great combo. Yeah. And I mean, I think um, it was interesting to watch this one now as an adult, because particularly with Michael, when they're talking about he's 29, he's a musician in New York. He like won't wear a tie. I was like, that kid's a loser. And I know him. Like, (laughs) you know, like it's Sophia goes. Michael stands up for his principles and he literally just told the story about not wearing a fucking tie. Yeah. Like, dude, like, I am so sorry, but you're in the Reagan era now and you really got to get shit together. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just crazy. Like, I feel like I always thought of Michael, Michael more than, um, than Bridget, because just because we see him more like as yeah. so grown up and so adult and I am watching it now and I'm, you know, like, we're the same age as him and I'm like, oh my God, like, this kid's, you're, you got to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like years ago, I would have been on Dorothy's side. Like, yeah. Still, when I was younger than him, you know. Um, <laughs> but it is really funny. Yeah. And then, of course, like, also, Bridget's going to Oxford. Where'd she get those jeans? Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. That's like the first thing. Come on. Like, Rose, please. Like, Charlie could not have been that much of a brainiac. Or maybe it's like two wrongs make a right or something. But my God. Yeah. Even, what's even funnier is like, you know, Rose is like, doesn't want, uh, you know, Blanche's future baby to go to Harvard because it's too <laughs> snooty, but your daughter is going to England for yeah. school? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Different writers, you know, moving around. And speaking of things that don't make any sense continuity wise, like, yeah, how old is Michael? Right. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know because he's always perpetually floating between 20 and 40 or something like that, but going back in time. Um, but I do, I love, I love the, the 80s ish, like, the 80s miss rather of like their their look like he's got this big mustache and this, like long <laughs> shaggy hair and then she's got this amazing like just too much hair all around like face frame with the bangs and the curls and like everything it's just it's really good it's wild yeah and so obviously I feel like it should be obvious to everyone given like <laughs> Lucy's visit and, and David's visit like these if you have two young people in the house like they're probably gonna hook up like I just feel like it's wild that Dorothy and Rose are both like no we're not gonna get involved in their personal lives and whatever and you know that's all fine and and good but like I feel like on their own accord if you were visiting somebody and somebody else around your age who was also attractive was visiting you would it it just seems inevitable to me exactly (laughs) and Blanche fucking knows it she knows it she's like I want to hook up my friend's kids which is also like weird and messed up but yeah. also kind of awesome because she's just like it's gonna happen like they're both young you know sitting around here with me and three young three old ladies <laughs> three old ladies yeah, such so a good fight. what a great it's dig great. i know it's such a good dig um i uh, also yeah. like to imagine that bridget was going to oxford for like graduate school because i'm not yeah, like I, mean, I don't please. want her to be 18 <laughs> for michael's sake like <laughs> 
That's gross. Poor stupid flat-chested girl. Um, yeah, God. wow. I know. What a rough, 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 rough. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So anyway, but yes, I, I let's say graduate school. She seems snooty enough to have finished college early anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, Again, funny. doesn't add up. But she, we'll... like, she totally rips on him. His joke was funny. I hear the commute from here is a killer. I mean, yeah. that was great. That was great. That was a perfect flirtatious open line like come on man like yeah. give, give him a little, <laughs> give him a little. Um, he's cute he is cute and it's very like so Michael arrives first and he's like unannounced and I do feel like in the time of you know before texting and all of that like maybe I'll buy that like he's he's showing yeah. up unannounced to visit his mom as a fun surprise um and it's very cute first also of all, because he, he did say I will get a hotel somewhere like he wasn't right it yeah. wasn't implied that he was going to take over because obviously there already was a house guest so I like that that seemed the most responsible thing he did yeah <laughs> from, from like an adult standpoint um but it's just very cute to see Sophia as like a doting grandmother who's also like you can't write me like you know like it's very like it's a different role than we usually see her because the maternal piece is always with like a little bit of a biting you know like you got knocked up in high school thing um but it's cute to see it on a different level with Michael yeah yeah it's really nice and I also love at the end too where she's like whoa whoa, you don't think I have a social life like (laughs) (laughs) and also just like she Where she's like, oh my god, like, you know, uh, like, he's like, mom, I, I'll get it. And she's like, no, I like cleaning up. Like, Here, why not double your fun? Love like, that. sort of saw this with, like, you know, Jean and the breakfast, where she's like, when you're not here, like, she feeds me lumpy oatmeal, black bananas. <laughs> like, it's just, like, this whole, this whole idea of, like, you know, Dorothy putting on a show, and, like, Sophia using that to, like, just, like, tease her. Um, but also, <laughs> she gives him money, and he's, she's, you know, Sophia's like, save the money, and we'll go down the track, and then we'll goof on bums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? Make fun of homeless people? I <laughs> think so. <laughs> confused by that but also in a way like what however messed up it is uh it's again it's that like bonding moment like you were just talking about we don't really see Sophia in that zone um and it's really refreshing yeah and and so Michael is I think he's generally a pretty likable guy like he's he's a little bit of like a like a free spirit I guess you would call him which is which is fine and it's interesting to see Dorothy you know we've talked about how Dorothy sometimes is like sort of that like baby boomer liberal that we have now who's like oh I just don't get these kids with their gig economies and whatever and it's like (laughs) if if you know if Michael was doing that and he was making enough money as a musician or like whatever that would be fine he you know like I'm not advocating that he needs to like get an office job but the problem that we find out later is like he needs to borrow twenty dollars from his mom to have dinner with his dad like he's he's kind of like yeah aimless exactly Exactly. and it's like again the mutable age here is very important to me because if you're trying to find yourself immediately after college or even high school in the case of not going to college and you're trying to play jazz whatever that's one thing but if you're like pushing 30 and you're already still borrowing money then that's another thing right like find yourself kid or like at this point like you said get a job yeah or find yourself as long as you can also have a job like well as long as you can support yourself yeah exactly like that's yeah that's part of it so you like you refuse the gig for the tie fine but you're not borrowing money from your mother who by the way is wearing a tie at breakfast (laughs) yeah (laughs) also put a tie on my guy like come on (laughs) so annoying oh god but then of course we have to contrast we have you know rose and like they wander in during breakfast and she's like oh bridget drove me to the country for breakfast how fucking early did they get up 
Oh, another bowling alley incident. Like, <laughs> yes. God, seriously. Really, really early. But it's like she's got this whole perfectionist thing. But interestingly, like, they just kind of force fit the closeness, I think, of, like, mm-hmm. of Bridget and, like, and Rose. Because it's, like, it's very, I don't know. It, it doesn't flow as easy as it does with Michael and Dorothy in terms of, like, you know that they have, like, a good relationship and they can chat with each other sort of like adults. And I don't know whether or not that's just the actress who plays Bridget and, like, you know, it's kind of, like, wooden a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or if it's just the fact that Rose is, like, so innocent. You know, because it's like, she's like, oh, we're so close. And then at the end, she's like, yeah, Ma, I had sex four years ago. Like, this is me. And it's like a totally different thing where it's like, Rose is completely clueless as to who she is. And it seems really, it's like sad in a way to me, because it's like, Rose was so naive. But also, like, Dorothy knows Michael. Like, she just, she knows what he's going through. She just disagrees with it. <laughs> as yeah. opposed to being completely naive as to what his life is like. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's an interesting um, juxtaposition because I actually feel like those relationships are very rooted in who each of, I'm I'm assuming obviously like the kids have personalities too, but like very rooted in Dorothy's personality who's like a very like realistic, you know, like worldly, yeah, Yeah. and Rose is super naive and like would want to believe that like her daughter is this like perfect angel, like yeah virgin like (laughs) it's like perfect angel virgin but yeah but like but in a way where she like there's a difference between wanting your kids to be certain way and then wanting it so badly that you're completely ignoring who they actually are right right? that's true it's like and i think the the former is dorothy she wants michael to be some way but she's not stupid and she understands that like this is who he is and she's just trying to work through that with him or nudge him a little bit more in the direction he wants to go versus like rose is like you know who is this kid like she's just like i still she still actually thought she was a virgin and it's just right. like really kind of funny so it's like there is that naivety like of like rose's character and personality versus dorothy's but to me it's like that scene in the kitchen where she's just like can we just wear matching outfits or she's yeah like, i want to share my deepest darkest secrets with you which is a little <laughs> melodramatic but it's also like you're you're not even there yet you're not even like what do you mean deep dark secrets like she you didn't tell her that you slept with you know what i mean it's just like a very interesting um the way the scene was written is interesting and it it strikes me as sad for rose yeah i agree yeah because i think she also has to come to this realization which like we don't get into but like of course that's the thing cuts it off right yeah at the end you're like okay bye and you're like oh i didn't really get (laughs) um on a lighter note with rose i I do want to talk about because it reminds me of the parrot village incident when she's talking about um dorothy's like you know you have to calm down last time you got this excited you passed out at the house of fabrics and rose is like i never passed out at the house of fabrics i passed out at the world of wool it's so great the thing she gets excited about exactly um but yeah it's very bizarre okay so then (laughs) Speaking of Rose being naive, like, oh my god, they're naked. <laughs> People usually are in this situation. Um, I love the the juxtaposition of Blanche like can't have sex because <laughs> she's you know, she's like she's got her back problem and she's been, you know, Dorothy goes, I've been marking the days off on my big ship to the Navy calendar. <laughs> so funny. It is such a great one. Like I wanna have a big ship in the Navy calendar with like nothing else to be like a deep, deep cut reference in my house. Um <laughs> which could happen yeah um but you know so they obviously like you know blanche gives him tickets and just goes mr uh henry mancini's you know tribute to the pink panther it's like wow that that pink panther gets me really hot and bothered too but okay (laughs) 
there was too much wine they decided to come home and they're not going to do it in like either of their parents bedrooms but they're i mean it's kind of funny because it's like it does make sense that it's Blanche's because if you had to pick a bedroom, that one's the least weird I because it's either your mother, your grandmother, or your mother. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a fair. That is a fair place to do. I think that's reasonable. It's true. But I also just love that they bang in Blanche's bed. And she can't even have sex, and it's just like everything about it is just perfect. Plus, there's a mirror on the ceiling. I guess it's like a really good place to have sex anyway. But yeah, I mean it's designed for it. Um, <laughs> also, going back to the, it's in the breakfast scene. Actually, Blanche yeah. says the phrase "sexual peak" like three times in like oh, yeah. fifteen well, seconds. Well, I love it, my sexual peak. <laughs> also, that's not true that's like in your mid-30s so like again half correct. blanche <laughs> correct get your age right girl come on like you just are extra horned up that's fine people have different sex lives it's not not a biological thing it's okay um, um but yeah that actually that scene also adds to what we were talking about earlier of like you know like she's like my this is my child and he's like you don't have to treat me like a kid you know it's like it's okay i can talk about sex and she's like comfortable with it and that reads in a natural way to me versus Rose and Bridget for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And also like, even if Michael was like, I, I think, um, it's not Dorothy talking about her sexual peak, which I think would Correct. be different from, you know, like he's like, this yeah. is just some random, this is your friend. Like, and also when yeah. he arrives, Blanche's back is out and he's like, Oh, my mother already told me all about you. So like, he knows what exactly. the deal is. He totally gets it, which is great. So, um, but there, <laughs> They're in Blanche's bed and Sophia comes in. you know, they're they're all like upset and it's funny because of course for comedic value and they mention it too. They're just like standing there and you're like, Will you just let these kids get out? <laughs> you gotta have the classic, like, you know, uh They all come in there the too. Waist. Yeah, they all come in, you know, Bridget's gotta hide her boobs and it's um and Sophia's reaction is like way harsh I mean so first yeah. of all like they're all like oh my god like this is so uncomfortable whatever and then she like goes off and she's like you embarrassed all of us and and she yeah. has that very like that funny bit about like I may not remember what it feels like but I sure as hell remember, remember what it what looks, looks like, like. <laughs> um, but then she calls him a gigolo <laughs> that's right oh my god I forgot about that Holy like shit. whoa <laughs> so then here's the interesting part right this is like this is the type of situation where hell yeah it's awkward it's never not gonna be awkward but to get super embarrassed about it like on what levels right is it the level when you first see the scene when you haven't seen this episode before to me the embarrassment would be like, well, one, like, you know, you're just like, you're thinking about your kids having sex and that's just weird yeah. <laughs> in general, which fine. And then your kid has sex with your friend's kid, which is like another level of awkward. And then they have sex in your other friend's bed, which is also <laughs> awkward. And then you all have to talk about it, right? Like yeah. That's, so that's the combination. But then afterwards, like you said, Sophia gets really upset but then the way that the fight actually breaks out between Dorothy and Rose is like pretty intense and pretty harsh and pretty, it's extremely judgmental and rooted in a lot of stereotypes. And again, even though these kids have mutable ages between 18 and 30, <laughs> they're still adults, right? And it's like, it's very interesting to me because the, well, first of all, they insult each other's kids, which is like a line that you don't really cross. Like that's unnecessary. Really, just insulting. It's very unnecessary, exactly. But this whole idea of that dynamic of seduction uh, between the two of them, right? Like who seduced who in terms of this, like the gigolo, like you said, versus <laughs> or like some t- type of like coercion 
and on the other side you know this woman who's just a slut and like that that like that sort of harlot character versus like the fact that they could just be two horny consenting adults you know what i mean and it's it's like such a it just strikes me as really really it's a crazy conservative argument yeah <laughs> on, both, on both sides i agree it's not often that uh even with rose who i think like if we were talking about politics like my character and um her or her character and I would have very different views, but like <laughs> I don't usually find her to be like offensive in her stances. No, it's more of like naive. And, yeah. yeah, and never with Dorothy. But in this argument, I both of them I think yeah. are really making gross points. It, you, like you're right; it's either like Dorothy is basically like saying that Bridget is a slut because she went to bed with him right away, which first of all takes all of the onus off of Michael Correct. and implies that like he would sleep with anyone who's around, which is not it's not complimentary to her own kid. And yes. then Rose insinuates that like Michael, yeah, like took advantage of her, got her drunk, like she's a virgin, she doesn't, you know, and it's like yeah. it's like neither one of those two things. First of all, right, n- neither of those things happen. And also like that's gross you think that's the only way that young like anyone's hooking up like I don't like it at all no I don't like it at all and that's what I mean like the first time I saw this episode and especially now thinking about that is when they have the embarrassing embarrassing scene it's like very funny because of all the things that I just mentioned it's just awkward right versus they're they're really embarrassed because they have all these ideas about like who did what to who you know what I mean and it's like it's just a it's a really interesting way that it plays out like if this you know the writing like plays out the way that a lot of people would react to this based on these sort of stereotypes but also based on a really really unhealthy american version of sex right Mm -hmm. like you can't like it's 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 really fascinating and i mean it's it's more fascinating more troublesome i think because it's their children and that's a weird it's just weird like i said it's it's just gonna be awkward (laughs) think about your kids having sex at all and then think about like the dynamic between them and a partner but but yeah like what happens and what i really like about this episode is that bridget and michael are both like they're just like yeah it happened except bridget says it was a mistake which i'm just like girl you don't have to say it was a mistake yeah (laughs) and also like they both don't think it means any like I think that that is actually also like a a point for the writers is like they were they went out they got drunk they hooked yeah. up and like that's it like they're not trying to date they're not trying to like do it again like they're yes. fine they're which exactly. is like really how it is and I I think like it was probably a generational thing and um you know like a uh just like not understanding it like that's how. Even now, I feel like when, you know, like if you're talking to somebody older or like, you know, the apps or, you know, like how you might just like, it, it is so foreign. And I feel like yeah. that's like what it was. It was like a, the Tinder of Miami was just like, who was in your house? <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's your mom's best friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other part about this series, and again, in keeping with the non-continuity of storylines, obviously like. Dorothy doesn't really have a place to talk about this, about sex before marriage or like any sort of mistakes, quote unquote. And you could probably argue that she's trying to have Michael not make a mistake that she did, um, not knock up her friend's daughter. I mm. mean, that's that's like never broached, but that could be a concern here, you know, but they don't talk about it. And that would be like a more legitimate concern. Of like, yeah. <laughs> just did you use a condom for Christ's for sake? For sure. Like, Got to have something in there um, that you can grab onto. But <laughs> But um, but yeah, it's just really interesting. And I mean, obviously, it's like, they do have a really good conversation at the end, like to sort of make up. But it's interesting, because there's like, when they're saying goodbye at the end, like, it's still awkward. You know, it's still awkward with, like, 
Michael saying goodbye to Rose, right, for example. And, like, that that's where the awkwardness comes in. Because yeah. you know that, like, your mother's friend's really upset with you. And, like, that it caused a rift between her and her daughter. And, like, you and your mom. And, it's you know, it's a whole thing that you obviously have to work out just within your family. But you know that it's you're leaving that situation a little strange. <laughs> so yeah. Like, Make sure that's all you share. <laughs> it's so funny, yeah. <laughs> Which it's is really great. It is. It's great. And it is, like, also, like, that would be awkward regardless. Like, if you had to meet the parents of somebody you just hooked up with. Or, like, somebody even you're, like, casually yeah. dating. It's like, oh. Oh, God. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's very bizarre. Yeah, the so. le- the leaving scene is very funny, and then also it's but like the whole thing is so hypocritical because you know they're leaving, and Blanche is um, now she's better, and Sophia makes that that like zing that's oh, like yeah. any man so that's in my Miami. Body better than I do. <laughs> yeah, any man that's in Miami that's not attached to a woman or a respirator. <laughs> totally, totally. And again, it's like they don't explore this this much, but you can obviously imply that it's like again, it's because it's their kids. And a lot of times you have these feelings that are double standards, really, um, not only between men and women, but like because it's like your kid versus some other kid or, like you know, that kind of thing. It's like I, I totally get that you can get like all twisted up in your feelings. And obviously for Dorothy, it's different than for Rose, but both of them are just trying to, you know, the, the general theme of this episode is like your kids are adults and they're not exactly going to be exactly what you expect. And you have to deal with that and still have a relationship, you know. I like that line that Blanche says, like, you don't see my kids visiting. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really sad, but it's very it poignant. So. Whenever Blanche talks about her kids, it's really sad. And it, it harkens back to, um, you know, like when David is there David, and, yeah. and, and like, um, I forget why she's talking about it when she talks about how her kid like ran to the nanny on Christmas morning. And it's like, yeah. you know, you just she was a different kind of mother and she never really took to it. And I feel like also like that's super like progressive to show that on TV, to have that even yes. like represented in any way like it's never you know we're always like yeah of course like you might not know if you want kids but when you have them you'll just like totally take to it and like that's not always true no not at all not at all and especially how complicated it gets later in life as we see in this episode of like you could be really close when you're younger and then your kid has a different personality and maybe you just kind of drift apart in a way that just is natural for two adults right you still have a relationship, but it's like, you're not going to be best friends with your mom. If like, she doesn't understand that you like to have sex. <laughs> that's the message. <laughs> that's, that's the message. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, uh, you know, talking about the, the last episode we talked about, if Rose, if Betty White is still playing piano, um, do you think that the actor who plays Michael is actually playing the saxophone? Oh, good question. Um, Cause I think he does a decent job. He does a lot of weird shoulder emotions, but I also feel like a lot of saxophone players do that. I bet he is. I bet he really is playing. Cause like, honestly, the, and you know, what's interesting is Michael is the one who repeats. Like it's usually like, yes. Um, yeah. So maybe like that was written to the uh, audition. <laughs> Perhaps I guess <laughs> maybe it was. <laughs> Oh, and there's so, there's so many great quotes in this one, too. I mean, we've said a lot already, but I love the dating quote, but one that we also get was like, I can't believe that Alan Thicke has a hit series. <laughs> <laughs> because really, I mean, back then it made sense, but my God, talk about just being like generic white man that's failing up because of the time and place you were born into. Yeah, and then you raise a son who sings a rapey song, so he did nothing for us. <laughs> exactly, absolutely nothing. <laughs> But also um, Rose's like disgusted face when Blanche is telling her story about Miss was finishing school and she <laughs> waved with her foot. <laughs> it's amazing. Also, Bee's face, uh, you know, uh, Dorothy's face after um, 
Rose says when, when they catch him in the bedroom, you know, and she's like, I've never seen Bridget in bed with any man before, except for Raggedy Andy. <laughs> Raggedy and Andy. Just like, oh my God, I can't deal with this right now. There's too much happening. I really don't want to hear this from you. It, it was, oh, it's so funny. good. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, but yeah, this one, I mean, this one is really, uh, oh, and the other one that we missed. Sorry, I'm skipping all over the place because this one is just so funny. Uh, it's like, Dorothy, Sophia, thank you for having me. Don't thank me, thank my grandson. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's Sophia turns one. it into, like, she's still bitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she still has this Italian grudge thing going on. But it's like, it's just kind of a nice round out of like, all right. It, it's similar to like the one we, you know, last episode, we were just talking about like, Blanche isn't happy about you know the widow spencer marrying mm-hmm. her father and sophia's not happy that michael slept with bridget but like you know whatever life goes on you make a snarky comment you move on <laughs> i really like that so. yeah it's very that is very funny because it's it's also like right in the uh right before the cab and she's you know make sure that's all you share it's like exactly it's like okay we're all gonna have to make jokes about this to like be okay with it <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly exactly that's like that's the lesson that you have the, the bitter, snarky Sophia break <laughs> almost all the time. Um, all right, cool. I think we're done with this episode. Family yeah. affair. Well, join us next time. We're going to discuss whose side we'll be on when the uh, revolution comes to an unnamed <laughs> island in the Caribbean. When the revolution comes. <laughs> <laughs> Take care.